Sure is good to sing about Jesus. Turn with me, John chapter 8. We will look at verses 52 through 59. John 8, 52 through 59. I want you to listen as I describe the teachings of a major belief system in our world. And I, after I, I want to describe what they believe, and then you tell me what the belief system is. They believe there's only one God. Monotheism is correct. There's only one God. They believe that God called his people to be his very own in the Old Testament. They believe that Jesus was born of the Virgin Mary. They believe that Jesus was born without sin. They believe at the age of 30, Jesus began an itinerant preaching ministry where he called 12 disciples and poured his life into them. They believe that he taught the year to stay on the narrow path, that broad is the way that leads to destruction, and narrow is the way that leads to life. And he taught that. They believe Jesus performed miracles, that he gave sight to the blind, that he healed lepers, that he raised the dead. They believe that. They believe that Jesus is the long-awaited Messiah of Israel. He is the one. They believe he was rejected by the Jewish establishment. And they believe that one day Jesus is going to return to earth. They believe whenever he does, he's going to defeat the Antichrist and he's going to usher in an age of peace. Which belief system is that? Christianity? No. Islam. Islam believes everything I just mentioned. We're going through a sermon series entitled Jesus Among Other Beliefs, and we talked about how we conducted survey, we do it every three years, and, and the number one spiritual question of people right around us in Garland, Saxe, and Rowlett, number one spiritual question they have is, what do the major beliefs system or major belief systems believe about Jesus and why are they all different? So what we're doing in the sermon series, the six-week series, we're looking at what all of the other belief systems believe about Jesus and what Christians believe about Jesus. So far we have looked, we're into week number four, and so far we've, we've seen what Judaism believes about Christ, and we saw what Hinduism believes about Jesus, and last week we saw what Buddhism believes about Jesus. This morning, we're going to look at what Islam believes about Christ. John chapter 8, Jesus had a conversation with some of the Jewish religious leaders in which he addressed some of the current beliefs about Islam. Read with me, starting in verse 52. Then the Jews said to him, Now we know that you have a demon. Abraham's dead. And the prophets... And you say, if anyone keeps my word, he shall never taste death. Are you greater than our father Abraham, who's dead, and the prophets are dead? Who do you make yourself out to be? And Jesus answered, if I honor myself, my honor's nothing. It is my father who honors me, of whom you say that he is your God, yet you've not known him. But I know him. And if I say I do not know him, I shall be a liar like you. 
but I do know him, and I keep his word. Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day, and he saw it and was glad. The Jews said to him, you're not yet 50 years old. You've seen Abraham? Jesus said to them, most assuredly I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. And they took up stones to throw at him. But Jesus hid himself, went out of the temple, going through the midst of them, and so passed by. This morning, I want us to examine Islamic beliefs, and I want us to see how they compare to what Christians believe, and just kind of look at the two. First of all, letter A on your outline, let's look at an overview of Islam in culture. An overview of Islam. Islam is a major belief system advanced by the prophet Muhammad in the 7th century A.D. Now the name Islam means surrender. So that's what Islam believes. They are to surrender their entire lives to Allah who is the God. The word Muslim is interchangeable with Islam because the, word, the term Muslim is the active participle in Arabic of the word Islam. So it also means the same thing. It's just the active participle. It means to surrender. Their sacred book is the Quran, which is what Muslims say that Allah revealed to Muhammad. So the mantra or the motto of Islam is... There is no God but Allah, and Muhammad is his prophet. Now, Islam is the fastest growing belief system in the world. It is growing rapidly, much faster than Christianity. It has been for a number of years. In fact, we're seeing in our area the great influence of the spread of Islam around us. Right now, currently, 20% of the world is Muslim. That's one person for every five people on the planet. One out of five is a Muslim. In the U.S., for the first time, Muslims now outnumber Methodists for the first time. And in Europe, for the first time, there are more Muslims than there are Protestants, all the Protestant denominations put together in Europe. Here are some famous Muslims you may know. Muhammad Ali, heavyweight champion. He was actually Cassius Clay, you remember, and then changed his name when he joined Islam to Muhammad Ali. Cat Stevens, uh, the British musician inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, 2014, has now changed his name to Yusuf Islam. Janet Jackson, that is Michael's sister, uh, she is uh, a Muslim. Shaquille O'Neal, formerly uh, in the NBA, he is a Muslim. Ice Cube, the rapper, the actor, the director, the producer, the writer, uh, he's Muslim. Dr. Oz, the Turkish physician on the Dr. Oz show on weekdays, uh, he is Islamic. Dave Chappelle is a comedian. He has won two Emmy Awards and three Grammy Awards. In fact, he was voted uh, just recently by uh, Rolling Stone magazine as the number nine best comedian of all time. Dave Chappelle is Muslim. 
Mike Tyson is Muslim. He's a former heavyweight champion of the world. Buster Rhymes, uh, the rapper, the singer, the record executive, 11 Grammy nominations, he is Islamic. Zayn Malik is a British singer who formed the group One Direction. He is um, Muslim. Bella Hadid is an American model. She was named the model of the year in 2016. She is Muslim. There's a lot of Muslim influence of people that that other people look up to in our culture. People they look up to, people they listen to, the people they watch their what they what they do, they listen to what they say. A lot of Islamic influence of people that our culture listens to. Now, letter B on your outline, why do some people say Christianity and Islam are basically the same? If, if you do a Google search and you just go on and you type in, uh, are, are Christianity and Islam basically the same religion? You're going, to, you're going to read article after article after article. Yes, they're the same. They believe the same thing. In fact, what I just read a moment ago sounded like Christianity. Answers.com, yes, Christianity and Islam are basically the same. They, they, they have one God, they have one book, they have one set of laws, they have one follower. They're the same. You can worship either one. Yahoo questions, are Christianity and Islam the same? Voted best answer, absolutely they are. Told why. Whyunlike.com, are they the same? Absolutely they are. One after another after another, basically saying you can worship Jesus, you can worship Muhammad. Our culture says these two religions are identical. Just take your pick. That's the culture in which we live. Why do they say that? Well, listen to what Islam believes. They believe there's only one God. Uh, They're what's called monotheistic. They revere Old Testament heroes. Abraham and Isaac and Ezekiel and Isaiah and all the Old Testament prophets they revere as do we. Also, uh, they believe that Jesus was born without sin. But Islam believes everybody was born without sin because they don't believe in original sin. They believe that Jesus was born of the Virgin Mary. That's unusual for belief systems. Jews don't believe that. Hindus do not believe that. Buddhists don't believe that. But Islam does believe Jesus was born of the Virgin Mary. In fact, they highly regard Mary. There's one whole chapter in the Quran just devoted to Mary. She's the only woman mentioned there. They revere Mary. They believe Jesus performed miracles. That he gave sight to the blind, that he healed lepers, that he raised the dead. In fact, they believe Jesus performed miracles that aren't even in our New Testament. For example, in the Quran, it says that Jesus one day was playing out with the little boys whenever he was a little boy. And they're playing in the dirt. And that they're making little figurines out of the, out of the clay. And Jesus made a, a little clay figurine of a bird. And he said, hey, look, my bird can fly. And he just kind of pitched it up and fluttered away. And they all went, whoa, it's a miracle. New Testament doesn't record that. Islam believes it. 
They believe that Jesus preached his followers must stay on a narrow path. They believe Jesus is the promised Messiah. The long-awaited Messiah in, in, in Israel, that Jesus is the one. Now, Muslim scholars will not expound upon this. They really don't talk about it much because they're really uncertain what it really means. But it does say in the Quran that he is the promised Messiah. They believe Jesus was accompanied by 12 disciples. They believe Jesus was rejected by the Jewish establishment. They believe Jesus will one day return to earth, defeat the Antichrist, and establish an era of peace in both Christianity and Islam claimed Jerusalem as their holy city. So our culture looks at all these similarities and they say, well, they're the same. So you can worship Muhammad or you can worship Jesus. It really doesn't matter. In fact, one of the lines of our culture, I've heard it for years, and I know you've heard it as well. You've heard Muslims say, we worship the same God. You call him Yahweh, we call him Allah. Okay, it's a different name, but we're, we're praying to the same God and we're worshiping the same God. We hear that all the time. Folks, no, we're not. Allah and Yahweh are not the same God. And there is a huge difference between Christianity and Islam. Let's look at some of the differences. Letter C on your outline. What are some of the fundamental differences? Well, first of all, their stories diverge in the Old Testament. Both Christianity and Islam believe Father Abraham was called in Genesis 12. But after that, the Israelites see the promise through Isaac. And the Muslims see the promise through Ishmael. They diverge. One became the Israelites, one became the Arabs. And Islam believes that it is through Ishmael, who was a great prophet, they say, and, and became the forerunner of Muhammad. So they diverge their stories in the Old Testament. And Muslims believe that the Old Testament is untrustworthy. That's what they believe about the Bible. The Bible. They believe that the Old Testament is untrustworthy. Here's what happened. They think the Bible was being written, God gave it, and then after, not long after it was given, humans started putting their own opinions in it. And it became tainted, became corrupt. So, so they believe the Bible is corrupt, so they need to correct it. And the Quran, they believe, is a correction of the tainted, corrupt Old Testament. And so as you read the Quran and the Bible, the differences are starting with creation, startling. So they're not the same religions. They're vastly different. Starting with creation, they differ over a lot of different things. Quran believes that under the guise of the 
angel Gabriel that Allah spoke to the human race in the first person. So that's the Quran. The differences are all throughout. But what I want to focus on this morning is the differences in what they believe about Jesus and what Christians believe about Jesus. Five differences between G- about Jesus between Christians and Islam. Difference number one. Muslims believe Jesus was a created being. They believe God created him. They don't believe he's eternally God. They believe he was created by God. Now, Jesus is mentioned a lot uh, in the Quran. It's, he's called Isa in Arabic, I-S-A. It's a name for Jesus. And Isa is mentioned 187 times, either directly or indirectly in the Quran. So they talk about Jesus a lot more than anybody else. But they believe that Jesus was a created being, that at one point he did not exist. And God the Father created him like he created Adam and like he created you. In fact, listen to what the Quran says, chapter 3, verse 59. Quote, the case of Jesus, or Esau, with me, he's talking first person, Allah, is like the case of Adam. I created him out of the dust. And I said to him, be. And he came into being. Folks, Christians believe Jesus was not created. He's eternal. He's always been here. He's God. He's eternally God. That there's never been a time in which Jesus did not exist. If you go all the way back to creation, even before creation, he was at creation according to Colossians 1. He was even before creation. He'll go into eternity. He's always existed. Jesus is eternal is what Christians believe. He's a part of the Godhead. Look at Colossians 1.17. Talking about Jesus. And he is before all things, and in him all things consist. Christians do not believe he was created. Second difference. Muslims believe Jesus was not crucified. Here's what they say happened. It was the plan of the Jews to crucify him. They rejected him, Jewish establishment... So they sought to crucify him, but just right before they went to arrest him, God put the image of Jesus onto another man. So he looked like Jesus, and they grabbed the wrong one. And they crucified the wrong one. And the real Jesus lived. And they believe that the wrong Jesus was crucified, the one that looked like him, but wasn't him. So therefore, a few days later when you get resurrection stories... Muslims say, he didn't resurrect at all. He never was crucified. They got the wrong one. Listen to Surah chapter 4, verse 157. Just before Jesus was arrested, God, quote, put on the man the likeness of Jesus. And they crucified the other man thinking it was Christ. Folks, Christians believe and know, without a doubt, it was Jesus who was crucified. Do you remember he was in the Garden of Gethsemane and they came with torches? It's dark. 
They wanted to make sure they had the right one. So they told Judas, whenever you see him, let's make sure it's the right one. It's dark, Passover, a lot of people there. We could get, get the wrong one. So you go up to him when you know it's him. Kiss him on the cheek. So Judas did that and, and said, Rabbi. And Jesus said, friend, do you betray me with a kiss? And they grabbed him and arrested him. They knew it was Christ. Pilate knew it was Christ. Caiaphas knew it was Christ. The disciples at the cross knew it was Christ. It was Jesus. John 19, 18, you'll see on the screen. They took Jesus to Golgotha where they crucified him, two others with him, one on either side, and Jesus in the center. No doubt him. Third difference. Muslims believe Jesus was not the Son of God nor God in the flesh. Muslims believe that no human being can be God. That would be blasphemous. Not even Muhammad's God. He was a prophet. So they don't believe any human being ever in the history of the world ever could have been God because that would have been blasphemy. So they say Jesus was not God. They call Jesus, quote, a partner with God. But not God in the flesh. And then they say, Jesus never claimed to be God in the flesh. Christians claim that for him. Hold on a second. The passage I just read in John 8, you remember that? Jesus is having a conversation with the religious leaders about, about Abraham, who had lived a long time ago, thousands of years ago, and they're having this conversation. And Jesus said, Abraham saw, the, saw my day and was glad to see it. And they go, wait, wait a minute, you're not even 50 years old. You haven't seen Abraham. And Jesus made a startling statement. Before Abraham was, I am. Who's God's name? I am is his name. The direct claim from his mouth that he's God. Hadith traditions in Arabic say this about Jesus, quote, Jesus was a well-built man of medium height. He had a broad chest, he had straight hair, slight curl to it, and it fell, it was long and it fell between his shoulders, end quote. He's only a man though, they say. But Christians believe Jesus was indeed God incarnate. He was the Son of God and God in the flesh. Look at John 1.1. 1, 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Difference number four. Muslims believe Jesus was a forerunner of Muhammad. Now, you remember John the Baptist? John the Baptist was a forerunner of Jesus. And you remember, John was baptizing in the Jordan. Jesus came up and John said, oh, there he is. He's coming. He's greater than me. You listen to him. Don't listen to me. He's greater than I am. I'm not worthy to unlatch his, his shoes. And, and, and he's greater than I am. I'm, I'm only the forerunner for someone greater. And then Muslims believe Jesus then in turn became the forerunner for Muhammad. And that he was simply the forerunner for the great prophet that would come. John the Baptist, forerunner for him. He was a forerunner for Muhammad. 
Why would they believe that? You remember the passages in the Gospels where Jesus is about to die and he's telling his disciples, I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will take my place. He will live inside of you. The Holy Spirit, it, it's expedient for you that I go. The paraclete, that's what it's called. Muslims believe the paraclete was not the Holy Spirit, but Muhammad. So whenever Jesus said, it's expedient for you that I go because the paraclete will come, they think that's Muhammad, not the Holy Spirit. And Jesus said, the Spirit of truth, when I'm gone, will lead you in all truth and will always be with you. The Holy Spirit is powerful, and, and they think that the Holy Spirit paraclete is Muhammad. So they believe Jesus is saying, someone's coming greater than me. So listen to him. But folks, Christians believe Jesus is Lord. That Jesus is preeminent. That he is not a forerunner to anyone. That he is inferior to no one. He's the top. He's preeminent. Listen to what Jesus' forerunner John the Baptist said. John 1, 29. The next day John saw Jesus coming toward him. Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. There is no one greater. That's what Christians believe. And the last uh, difference between Christianity and Islam about Jesus, Muslims believe Jesus himself was a Muslim because he submitted to the Father and he talked about that. So therefore the word it, Muslim means surrender and he surrendered to the Father so they say Jesus was Muslim. There's no indication in the Bible that Jesus was Muslim. No indication in any of the writings or tradition that Jesus was Muslim, that he submitted to the authority of anyone, but you can see that the difference between Islam and Christianity there's a huge difference concerning Christ. Look at a few beliefs of the Muslims and practices. First of all, Islam is works based, they believe they're going to get into paradise based on good works. And the more good works they do and the fewer bad works they do, their chances increase of getting there. It's all works-based. They believe, here's what the Quran says. It talks about that on the day of judgment they will stand before Allah, the, the Muslims will, and the good deeds will be weighed against bad deeds. And if the good, wheat, good deeds outweigh the bad deeds, and if Allah consents, they'll be forgiven at that moment. And enter paradise. Christians believe not in works based, but in grace based, faith based. Not that we'll be forgiven at that moment, we're forgiven now. Not because of our works or our goodness, because we believe the Bible teaches that even the very best person on the earth could not get into a holy, perfect, righteous heaven. So we need someone else who is perfect that their righteousness can be imputed to us. That we can stand before a holy God and enter a holy heaven because we're imperfect. So it has nothing to do with works at all. We believe, Christians, we believe it's grace-based. And we don't hope to be forgiven. We are 
forgiven now. There are five pillars that, of good works that, um, that Muslims do in order to gain the good works. They recite the fundamental beliefs each day. They pray five times a day. They give to the poor. They fast during Ramadan. And they make a pilgrimage to Mecca once in a lifetime because Mecca was the birthplace of Muhammad. So they do all of these five pillars. One other note about Islam, which is unique, they believe in all convert. All convert. Islam is unique in the fact that if everyone who does not convert to Islam is considered an infidel and an enemy. Now, that's not true of Jews. That's not true of Hindus. It's not true of Buddhists. Um, it's not true of any of the major belief systems but Islam. Now, you've heard the phrase that they believe in what's called death to infidels, and, and they say, uh, allislam.org says about the belief systems, that they don't believe that. They say that chapter 9, verse 5 refers to death to idolaters, not infidels. And that their killing of others was in reference to the five tribes who originally persecuted them. So they're just responding to those five tribes. But Islam certainly supports punishment for treason to Allah, who are infidels, idolaters, and quote, the unfaithful. Here's a final word, letter D. Folks, I am so thankful there's only one true and living God, Yahweh, the God of Israel. Revealed through Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Perfectly revealed in Jesus Christ, the eternal Son of God, while extends grace to us through faith whenever we trust Him. And I'm so thankful that all of humanity, whether you're Jewish or Hindu or, or Buddhist or Muslim, all humanity is in need of a Savior. And Jesus Christ is the only Savior of the world. Thankful for that. And folks, Muslims all over the world are coming to faith in Christ in miraculous ways through dreams and visions. It's been happening about 20 years now. It's miraculous. In places that are highly Islamic, close to the gospel, Africa, Asia, Turkey, parts of the Middle East, parts close to the gospel, Muslims are having dreams at night and visions of Isa appearing to them. And the dreams are always the same. He appears and says, I'm Isa. And in this dream they have at night in a vision, he says, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the Savior of the world, the Alpha and Omega. You need to trust me. Here's how you do it. When you wake up tomorrow, go to a certain, certain house. Describes very specifically how to get to a house. person answering the door will have a blue shirt on or a red shirt on. And ask that person about the dream you had tonight. And they'll tell you about me. It happens to be a Christian. They share Jesus. And this is happening, documented in miraculous ways. And miraculous places. God is bringing them to Himself through Christ. 
Let me tell you the story about one of them. A man by the name of Kamal Salim, you'll see his picture here. He wrote a book about his experience entitled The Blood of Lambs. Here's what he said. He said, I was an Islamic terrorist. I hated Christians. I hated America. And I hated Israel. And I wanted all of them destroyed. But something happened. He had an automobile accident that almost took his life. He was in the hospital a long time, and, and there were some friends of his at work who were Christians. They went to the hospital to visit him and prayed for him repeatedly. And they would pray in the name of Jesus to the Christian God. And this impacted him. He got home from the hospital and he was thinking about this and the prayers of the Christians around his hospital bed. And so he said, I wanted to cry out in desperation to Allah who I had followed my whole life. And he said, I prayed, Allah, I, I just want to hear you one time tell, you, tell me you love me. Just tell me one time if you're real, speak to me. I've given my life for you. On page 280 of his book, he writes, I poured all of my hope and faith into that prayer, and all I heard was silence, stillness. And a deep sadness engulfed me. My whole life had been a masquerade, I guess, empty and void when I needed him the most, silence. And I was in despair, so I took out one of my many weapons to kill myself. But then I thought about those Christians gathering around me in the hospital bed, praying to their God. So I looked up to the Christian God, and I said, if you're real, I want to know you. And that's all I prayed. And he said on page 281, I heard a voice that said, I am Alpha and Omega. I have known you since the foundation of the world. And I saw Isa. And I said, my Lord, my God, you heard me. I will live for you. I will die for you. And he said, I heard the words back, don't die for me. I died for you. You live for me. And he said, at that moment, I met the Christian God. I met my creator. And nothing has been the same since. <laughs> it's amazing how God is working around the world. Bringing people, men and women, boys and girls, to faith in Christ. Let's pray together. Father, thank you today for your love for us. And thank you, Lord, that you have shown yourself true through your word. Father, there are people in our congregation, there are people by live stream today, they need to pray the same prayer Camille prayed. That today they need to trust Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord. So, Father, it's my prayer that today you would move in such a way that you give us the courage to make that decision. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's stand.